When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, May 21st edition. Hope everybody had a great Thursday. It was a wild set of slates, as we talked about, so hopefully you survived in advance or just took the day off and enjoyed friends, family, and whatever else you prefer to do. Uh, make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at BDNTrix so I can help answer your questions and come join us in the free fantasy DGEN Slack chat for all the fun stuff, and they're not just baseball, all sports, so go check it out. It is free of charge. If you'd like to give the podcast a rating on iTunes, MLB DFS Quick Hits, that would mean the world to me. It's the currency that keeps this bad boy going. So if you could check out MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes, give a rate and review, that would mean a lot. And also, if you'd like to watch the show, go to the Rotoball or YouTube channel. Check all the goodies out there. Last but not least, my written MLB DFS content is at rotoballer.com. Become a premium member there with promo code Bubba to get you the discount you're looking for. But all right, everybody, 15-game slate on tap. The first 15-game slate of the season we have coors on tap we have coors south on tap we got a ton of great pitching we have only a few totals so i'm not going to go over them weather looks okay wind blowing out in coors all the fun stuff you got there but let's just get into it absolutely loaded slate of action i'm probably going to miss some people on the first run through here that's what the slack chats for and other good stuff so let's get to pitching. Trevor Bauer's 11-9 at the San Francisco Giants. You can definitely go there. Lots of strikeout upside with Trevor Bauer, a Giants offense that's playing really good, coming off a 19-run game in Cincinnati. So keep that one in mind. But on the season, still striking out almost 29% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So uh, let's just do the month of May. Let's narrow this bad boy down uh, for right-handed pitching. And what do the Giants do now when it comes to striking out versus right-handed pitching? They strike out 28.7% of the time. It's not changed much at all. So they got some pop, limited average. You can definitely go Trevor Bauer if you choose 11.9. Very steep, but you can do it. Aaron Nola at 11.6, a nice $300 savings off for Trevor Bauer. Tougher match against Boston, a little less strikeout, a little more upside with that offense, but both pretty good. I'd prefer Bauer over Nola, but Nola is a nice contrarian turn. But the fun one to debate here at $700 less than Trevor Bauer is Tyler Glass now at 11.2 going up against the Toronto Blue Jays in Coors South. So it makes it quite interesting in that dilemma. The Toronto team is striking out 20.5% of the time for right-handed pitching in the month of May with a 287 average, a 192 ISO, and a 127 WRC+. They've been outstanding this season versus uh, right-handed pitching. But then you got Tyler Glass now on the flip side, 10, 11, 8, 10, 10, 7, 14, 9, 6. Those are his strikeouts. He's got double-digit Ks in six of his last eight games. He is a just 30-plus point upside guy, 25 or more pretty much time and time again. He has been outstanding. I think he is a great tournament play. If you're paying up at the position and you don't want to go Bauer, I think Glasnow is a phenomenal pay-up tournament play. Not a must. Tons of risk. I think he's very, very intriguing at 11-2. The ceiling is huge. This Toronto offense, you've seen it be very, very good, so it's very, very risky. 
but I like the upside at 11 too. Bauer's probably the safer play. Similar upside, but Glass now at super low ownership could be quite, quite enticing on this slate. Uh, you got Ian Anderson at 10-5 going because the Pittsburgh Pirates, a team we know we can exploit, striking out 23% of the time for righties with a .088 ISO and a 71 WRC+. First right-handed pitching this season, Ian Anderson. He's been pretty good at times, also some rocky starts, but you know, coming off a 20-point performance against the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, quality starts and back-to-back starts. Uh, he's got 20 or more DK points, in, or let's say 19 or more DK points in like four of seven starts this season. He doesn't have the ceiling some of these other guys do, but has a pretty good floor, especially that matchup versus Pittsburgh. So if you want to go there, you can, but at 10-5, I, I like the upside of some other guys here. Like, you know, $500 cheaper, Alex Wood at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers. It is a Dodgers team that uh, we know can pop off at times, but they've also struggled tremendously this season. And just in the month of May alone, the Dodgers are striking almost 28% of the time versus left-handed pitching. 212 average, 110 ISO, 92 WRC+. plus. The Dodgers are not scaring people right now. It's pretty impressive. Like Merrill Kelly dealt against them on Thursday night, but now we're talking about a left-handed option here in, um, in, in Alex Wood, who's been absolutely electric this season. He's coming off a big start uh, in Pittsburgh where he went six innings, one run, six Ks. He has six or more Ks in four of his last five starts. He's put up 20 or more DK points in five of six starts this season. So Alex Wood at $10,000 is a very, very intriguing tournament play against the Dodgers offense that's been dreadful in the month of May. So you can definitely go that route if you want to be different. So 10K and above, you got five options. Bowers, the elite of the elite. I think Glass now is a super GPP play if you're paying up. Uh, it's very, very risky, but the upside is tremendous. And then Alex Wood, I think, is your total pivot at the 10K range. You can save some cash off you know, almost two grand off of Trevor Bauer. You're saving 1200 off of Glass now. Alex Wood's got that 20-plus point ceiling in an intriguing matchup and a good ballpark to pitch in most of the time against the Dodgers offense that struggled a lot first left-handed pitching in the month of May. So Alex Wood at 10,000 definitely checks the box in tournaments. Going below 10,000 now, you got Rodon at 99 in New York. I love Rodon. I don't think I'm feeling like attacking the Yankees, especially in Yankee Stadium. It's just not where I'm looking to make my hay tonight, if that makes sense. It's just a team that, you know, can pop off at any given time and, I'm trying to find the Yankees, and apparently I can't read at this time of the evening. There they are. They're only striking out 21.5% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Only a buck ninety-nine average, 127 ISO, 73 WRC+. Plus. So they're cold. If you want to be different with Rodon, it's similar to the Alex Wood thing. I just like Wood at home against the Dodgers, no DH, then on the road against the Yankees. That's my divider, dividing line. But Rodon could be a nice tournament play. I could see the appeal. I'm not using Martin Perez. I know the Phillies cannot hit lefties right now, but I'm not paying 94 for Perez, just not doing it. Uh, you got Marcus Stroman versus Miami. I like the upside for Stroman. Probably not paying that much either. I'd rather pay up for O'Donnell or Wood or pay down for some other options. Like I like Stroman a lot. I like him when he's low eights, high sevens, not 9,100. If I'm getting up to this price, I'm just going to pay up for some other big dogs for the most part. Now we skip some, some, we skip some guys. And we're going to start saving some cash. So we got Rodon and up, and then there's a gap where I'm just skipping guys, skipping guys, skipping guys. You got Mike Miner at 7,500 at home against Kansas City. Miner came off seven innings, one run, seven Ks against the White Sox. Back-to-back outings of seven Ks. He has six or more Ks in four or five starts. He's put up 20 or more points in two of five starts. He gives up a lot of hard contact, a lot of issues at times. But he's also facing Detroit. He strikes out 29% of the time versus left-handed pitching. 248 average, 0.092 ISO, and a 95 WRC+. They have been better the last week or so versus left-handed pitching. 
It's not the gimme layup it once was. So I'm not all in on minor like I usually would be, but I wanted to mention him. You have Kyle Hendricks versus the St. Louis Cardinals, a St. Louis Cardinals offense that is heating up in a big way, and they don't strike out a ton. So I think I'm going to pass on Hendricks tonight. You'll probably hear his name mentioned a lot coming off a really good start against Detroit at 7400 bucks tonight, but I'll pass. So Miner's not bad at 75 but I'd rather start out with a guy like Tyler Anderson at 7300 bucks at the Atlanta Braves. Tyler Anderson got hit around against the Giants, but who doesn't get hit around by the Giants right now? Prior to that, eight innings, two runs against Chicago. Six and two-thirds, two runs versus San Diego. Six innings, one run versus Kansas City. Five innings, two earned uh, against Detroit. Five and a third, one earned San Diego. Five and a third, three earned Chicago. Uh, another five, three for Chicago. Basically 15 or more points in every one of those starts. He's gotten you 11 or more in every single start this year. He's been very, very good. And now he faces an Atlanta Braves team that's offense has really, really sputtered of late. Striking out nearly 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. They are hitting 274 with a 203 ISO and a 118 WRC+. So they've been productive in that regard. But a lot of strikeouts, and it's like they either go all off or they don't do much at all. So if you want to use Tyler Anderson as an SP2 in a tournament, I'm on board with that. Not a cash game play, but a tournament play. Now you got Kyle Gibson at $7,100. He has a 2.32 ERA, a 101 whip. He has quality starts in every start this season. His lowest output is, well, every start but the first start this year. So two for eight straight quality starts of at least 14 or more DK points. He has 19 or more DK points in six of eight starts. He just brings such a great floor to this game. And, yes, it's Houston. Houston's swinging much better bats of late. They only strike out 19% of the time. They're hitting 286, 175 ISO, 132 RWRC+. They've been outstanding. Their offense is great. They're clicking. I get it all. I also respect Kyle Gibson enough to know he should be more than $7,100. Like That's just the bottom line of it. So Gibson at 71, SP2, on board for that one, indeed. Uh, a couple others you can take a stab at. James Caprillion at 6100 bucks at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Caprillion made his debut against Boston. Five innings, four hits, 106 Ks. This kid is very good. Won some big-time prospects of the Yankees. Got traded to the A's. Had Tommy John surgery. He's rehabbed back. Lots to like there, plus a depleted Angels offense. No Mike Trout. Uh, a lot of uh, question marks for the Angels offense. They're striking out 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching over the last uh, – in the month of May. 228 average, 179 ISO, 92 WRC+. plus. The strikeout upside alone, even if Caprillion gives up a couple runs, I like a lot. It's just how deep does he go? That's the big question with the five innings in Boston. He had a couple rough um, – the first inning and the fifth inning, he battled. But he threw 95 pitches. That is key, which means he can probably go close to 100 if he has to. If he can get us five-plus innings, the strikeouts will be there for Caprillion. At $6,100, love him as an SP2. If you want to save some cash, I think he's a great SP2. The other one I'm looking at here – Herman Marquez at $5,700 in Coors. It's Coors. It's extremely risky. It's facing an Arizona offense we can pick on, striking out 24% of the time for right-handed pitching with an 81 WRC+. plus. So Marquez at 57 does have that upside. So your punts are Marquez and Caprillion. I like them a lot as SP2s. You can do Gibson and Anderson if you want, but I almost feel like Caprillion and um, Marquez have similar upside to Gibson and Anderson if you want to go there. And um, similar tough matchups, so you can save some cash basically with Caprillion and Marquez if you want. Uh, and then I'm paying up. Like Rodon and Wood are very interesting tournament plays. I prefer Wood over Rodon, both very interesting. And then Glass now and Bauer are very, very intriguing. Bauer might be the quote-unquote safest play, but nothing safe against the Giants these days. So keep all that in mind as you go forward in that one. All right, we got the catcher's position on this slate. Let's do the bats here. 15 games slate. Again, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We would truly, truly appreciate it. All right. 
catcher's position on this one. Again, tons of positions, tons of guys. I will miss some of them, so hit me up on Friday with who you're looking at and your questions. Uh, we'll save some cash at the position, though. We'll start with guys like Jermaine Mercedes at 46 versus Montgomery. I like Montgomery a, a bunch, but if you're going in on the White Sox, a team that hits lefties extremely well, uh, Mercedes is worth a look, and it's nice that he is catcher eligible instead of first base eligible, so you can play a Brady with Mercedes. That is a beautiful thing. If you don't play Mercedes, you can play Grandal if you choose, but probably just pay the extra for Mercedes on that one. Otherwise, save some cash. Dom Nunez and Coors versus Frankoff, and that Arizona bullpen at 43 is a very, very solid value. Uh, Tucker Barnhart's only 41 versus Hauser. Hauser's been bad, and you target him with lefties. So Barnhart at 41. Uh, my boy William Contreras went deep on Thursday. He's only 4K versus Tyler Anderson. You can go back to the William Contreras uh, lounge for sure. Omar Narvaez, only 3,700. Nice GPP or uh, cash game upside against Hoffman in Great American Small Park. He's 37. Speaking of GPP, though, you got Tampa Bay playing in Coors South. So Mike Zunino at 3,800 bucks versus the lefty K is uber, uber attractive. So in a tournament, Mike Zunino, but Omar Narvaez and Cash at the same price point. A few others, if you want to, to punt it around, Eric Haas is 31 versus Mike Miner. We've been talking about him a lot. He's a good value for you. And check your lineups other than that. There will be some cheaper options than Haas, but for now, we'll end it on that one. First base, you got Otani at 5800 bucks. It's a great play. If you're not using Caprillion, Otani's phenomenal. There's no sugarcoating that one. It's a very, very good look. But uh, you can save some cash if you want, like a few hundred bucks. Like Gurriel's at 54 for stacking against Gibson. That's fine. Um, Trey Mancini's on fire. He went deep on Thursday, twice on Wednesday. is making his return from the IL. Then you got Washington bullpen. I doubt Strasburg goes too deep. Mancini's 53. He's not a must-play for me by any means. But if you want to ride the hot hand, I get it. It's just a 50-game slate. There's tons of ways to go. I'd rather have Otani for 500 more or even Jared Walsh for 500 less at 48 in their matchups. But I see the upside for a guy like Trey Boo Boo. There's nothing wrong with that. Austin Meadows has first base eligibility with outfield for some reason, so he's 46. If you want to mix and match there, you can. That's that's fine because I have no problem stacking Tampa Bay is a big, big play tonight against Kay and company. Uh, G-Man Choice, 44. It's lefty-lefty, so we'll see if Choice even in the lineup. That's something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Miguel Sano is hot at homer yesterday, three homers on Wednesday. You can keep riding that train if you prefer. I'd rather pass tonight, but I, I get it if you so choose. If Ryan Zimmerman starting for Washington against Jorge Lopez, only 4,100. Good piece of a Washington stack, which pains me to say, but he is these days because Washington is a good stack, period. CJ Cron is back from the IL. He gets Frank off in town. He's 3,800 bucks in Coors. Um, Cleveland, really good spot here versus Dobnak. It's supposed to be Maeda. I don't know what's going on there, but it looks like Dobnak's getting the spot start. So Josh Naylor, first base outfit eligible at 3,700 is a guy I can definitely – See using if Zimmerman isn't starting, that means Josh Bell is starting. He went deep on Thursday. He's thirty six hundred. Really nice value in your Washington stack. Um, other than that, like Nate Lowe is only thirty five versus Ivy, who's making his debut. Um, Dan Vogelbach's an extremely awesome value. He's thirty one in Great American Small Bark versus Hoffman. You can definitely pound Hoffman with left handed pitching. So Vogelbach at thirty one is an extreme value in that one. Connor Joe's only twenty nine in Coors versus Frankoff. But the thing is. With CJ Cron is back, so Connor Joe's playing time diminishes greatly. So we're probably not going to get the Connor Joe value, which we once had. So keep that one on your radar. And then uh, Jerkson Profar, first base outfit eligible, is only 2800 bucks versus Chris Flexen. Profar's been swinging it a little better of late, so you can look at him as well. But that should do it. Andrew Vaughn, they gave him first base now. First base outfield, Vaughn is 2200 bucks versus the lefty Montgomery. Montgomery's a very, very good, a very, very good pitcher. 
but Vaughn is absolutely destroying left-handed pitching. So Vaughn at that price point of uh, 2200 is a very, very nice value on a 15-game slate, especially with such high-priced pitching. That's a very extreme value. Uh, second base position, you got Altuve at 6K is expensive, but not bad. Same with Whit Merrifield at 57. Urania, you usually target with lefties, but he's been very, very effective lately. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, if you're not using Marquez at 50, Escobar on Thursday, he's third base eligible. He's in play for you. Uh, Ryan McMahon's only 49. He's second base, third base as well against Frank. Off Colorado's cheap, great matchup, great hitting environment, obviously. So McMahon at 49 is, is a very, very good play. If you're going back to Milwaukee, Colton Wong's up to 45. That's a tough – it's starting to get tough to stomach that price tag, but he's probably one of their most consistent hitters, which doesn't say a ton, but says enough. Uh, Nico Horner's 41 if you're looking for a cubby stack for Seamart, which I'm always intrigued by that. Jazz Chisholm's 4K versus Stroman. Uh, Cesar Hernandez is only 39 versus Dobnak. That's a nice value if you're stacking up uh, Cleveland, but Cronenworth's still way too cheap. He's 3,800 versus Flexen coming off an inside-the-park home run. On Wednesday, he's got double-digit DK points in four of his last five games, which has been impressive. So, great Cronenworth at 38. Great cash game play versus Flexen, even worth GPP upside as well. Uh, Phil Gosselin's playing a bunch. He's 34 against Caprillion. Other than that, like Nick Maton is 31. Gavin Lux is only 31, but it's lefty-lefty versus Woods, so that might not be as appealing. Nick Madrigal's 29 versus Montgomery. If he's hitting towards the top of the White Sox lineup, we're on board. If he's towards the bottom, we're not a fan. So keep an eye on that, but Madrigal at 29 has a little bit of appeal to it as well. Third base position in this one. Yeah, Bregs at 58 if you're stacking Houston, sure. Otherwise, no, I'll, I'll rather have uh, Jose Ramirez, J-Ram, at 56, you got Escobar at 53 and Coors. But give me some J-Ram at 56, especially in cash for Stobnak and company. Uh, cheaper options here, McMahon at 49, definitely in play. Machado at 48, really solid play versus Flexen. The San Diego offense has been like so buzzkilly, but they're reasonably priced in another great matchup tonight versus Flexen. So probably get sucked back into them again. We you know, put it in the Slack chat the other day. If my it was Grisham, Nola, and Machado, if they did anything, we had a big night a couple nights ago, but they did nothing, so I digress. Uh, a few other options here at third base. You got Moncada at 45 if you're stacking the White Sox. Joey Wendell's first a lefty, but he's 42, double-donged on Thursday. Not a Chris Paddock fan, but Seager's 41. I'd rather have Austin Riley at 39, another nice day on Thursday. He just keeps raking right now, gets the lefty Anderson. So Riley at 39 is a nice value in his matchup. Condelario is not bad switch hitting at 38 versus minor. Another a nice value. So third base has a couple of values. If you don't want to spend all the way up, I got a great values. Jonathan VR is only 3,500. We'd like to a couple of days ago at 34. He went deep. He's been just putting up points night after night. He's um, 14, 16, three, zero, 10, 16, 10. So double digits in four of his last seven or six games or five of his last seven games. So um, he's 3,500 versus Holloway of Miami in that Miami bullpen. Mentioned Gosselin already. He's worth a look. Josh uh, Fuentes is 32 in Coors. He's been starting a lot, so that's a nice cheapie in his matchup. And then other than that, not a ton. Brian Anderson's 26 for Stroman. If you got to get really cheap, but I'd rather get cheap somewhere else, I think. Shortstop position, always top-heavy. Trey Turner is well in play versus Jorge Lopez at 6K. That's a great play. Tatis Jr. is outstanding at 58. I'll take Turner every time, but... I get it. They're both very, very good. Bubba Shedd at 57. Tatis and Turner are definitely over him. But Tim Anderson versus lefty, he used to be so much cheaper. I'd still rather have Che Turner than Tim Anderson. That's a, a struggle bus there. 
But you got Trevor Story and Coors at 52. Javi Baez, if you're stacking the Cubs at uh, 49, is very, very good. A few others. Mentioned Wendell, mentioned Chisholm earlier. Nico Goodrum, if you're stacking Detroit, he's 3,900. Good value in that one. Uh, Glaber Torres is only 35 for Rodon. So in a tournament, that's a good price tag on, on Glaber at 35. Uh, Freddie Galvis is only 31. Jose Iglesias is only 31, so a couple cheaper. And then Willie Adamas at 29 is not a bad cheapie versus K. If he does make the start for Toronto, someone you could uh, take a peek at as well. Outfield always loaded, especially on a 15-game slate. So uh, let's get cracking on that. Rob Navarro's in the chat. How do you feel about glass numbers, Toronto? I covered the pitching at the front of the show. Um, glass number, I think, is a phenomenal GPP play. Tough ballpark to pitch in, um, but lots of strikeout upside versus Toronto. So uh, it's, it's very, very risky, especially for the price point. But the strikeout upside is appealing. Glassdown's been elite. Ten or more Ks, I believe, in like four or six starts. So, uh, yeah, definitely don't mind them. Tournament only is a bit risky still. Outfield plays for tonight. Got Acuna versus Anderson, but Soto at 61 versus Jorge Lopez. Soto's heating back up, getting off that injury. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Otani, Otani at 38. Jordan Alvarez is 57. He is swinging an extremely hot bat. I was actually on a show with Bogman. The other day for the ITL um, Sports Grid show, and uh, Otani's the heavy favorite for the AL MVP right now. I think uh, Jordan Alvarez is a nice long shot as well. Uh, Winker at fifty five is phenomenal versus Hauser. Lefties versus Hauser, somebody you definitely want to um, to to take care of there. So um, Winker at fifty five, big big fan of that. Uh, Cattell Marte is back. He's fifty three in Coors. You can you can go there. Other than that, I think I'll go below. Oh, Randy Rosarena, he is straight fire right now. He's at 5K. He's going to go below 5K, but Rosarena at 5K might be your best 5K play, and he's the cheapest, technically, 5K play in that matchup in Dunedin against K, so keep him on your radar for sure. Christian Yellick's back. Hopefully he gets going. He's only 48 versus Hoffman. That could be one of those you jump on before the price tag goes up. Ramon Laureano's swinging it well. He's 46 versus Quintana. Um Franmo Reyes, if you're stacking Cleveland, don't hate it at 45, but Kyle Schwarber's 44 when deep again on Thursday. He's slowly heating up. Good matchup versus Jorge Lopez. So Schwarber at 44 is in play. Tyler Naquin at 43 if you're stacking Cincinnati is worth a gander. A few other ones as we go to the bottom of the 4K list. Garrett Haynes is only 42 versus Frank off a very good price tag, especially when he's hitting the top of the order. Uh, Don't mind that. David Peralta and Coors at 41. Really good look there. Mark Connell went deep on Thursday. He's 41. That's why it's always hard to pay up at outfield because you get to the low fours, into the three, there's always so many targets you can make. Like Kyle Tucker's only 4100 bucks for Gibson. That's outstanding. Grisham's 4K. Josh Rojas and Coors is only 3900 That's a outstanding price tag. So, yeah, lots and lots to like at the outfield position, as you'd expect. Uh, Josh Naylor at 37 mentioned him earlier. Jock Jams, Jock Peterson, 3600 versus Seamart. I like fading Seamart. Uh, Jock Jams is leading off for the Cubs of late. He had two more hits on Thursday, back-to-back two-hit ball games. For Jock Jams, so he's 36 in that one. Uh, a couple others we'll talk about before we just wrap her up here. Adelise Garcia is only 3,500. We know we love Adelise. Manny Margot versus the lefty in Dunedin is only 34. That's a really nice GPP value with uh, with Manny Margot. Uh, Jared Kalinick's 33. I'd probably pass on that, but I get it. Um, a few others down here. Ian Happ is only 3,100 bucks for Seamart. Ian Happ is on fire. Two home runs. On Thursday, he has 25, 16, 5, 26, 0, 30 over his last six games. Um, he's, he's been back from the aisle for five games. So he's got uh, 16 or more in three of five games. He has four home runs in those five games. 
He's 31 versus Seymour hitting in the middle of that Cubs lineup. So I like that quite a bit. And then other than that, you'll have your values down below here uh, based on lineups like Willie Calhoun's at 3K. Jackie Bradley Jr. is at 29. He went deep the other day. Maybe he's slowly going to get going. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. I mentioned Jerkson Profar at 28. Gregory Polanco, if you want to be different, versus Ian Anderson, only 27 in a tournament. I can see giving that one a shot. And then uh, I mentioned Vaughn's down here at 2,100. Lots of value, as you'd expect, on a 15-game slate. But check the lineup, see which ones kind of pencil out to be the best-case scenario for you. All right, real quick, wrapping this up, recapping your pitching for you. Trevor Bauer is knock on wood your best play, uh, but not pre- not best play per dollar, basically. But 11-9, great strikeout. The Giants' offense has been better, but they still strike out almost 29% of the timers right in the month of May. So Bauer, big-time upside. I like Glass now as a $700 pivot in tournaments. Like I'd rather have Bauer in cash. Glass now in tournaments just because I respect Toronto. I respect Coors South. The blow-up wouldn't shock me, but the strikeouts are there versus Toronto. I think Alex Wood and Carlos Rodon are great tournament values. Uh, the Dodgers' offense has been dreadful in the month of May. It's been really, really bad versus lefties and a lot of strikeouts, almost 28% strikeout rate versus lefties in the month of May, so you can target them for sure. Um, the Yankees have been similar to the Dodgers, but I'll take my chances with no DH in, in San Francisco than a DH in the Bronx. So give me Wood at 10000 And then we save some cash. Like you can make an argument for Mike Miner, but like Tyler uh, Anderson at 73, Gibson at 71 aren't bad SP2s. But you can also just save money and go Caprillion at 61 as an SP2 or Herman Marquez at 57. So there's going to be some interesting uh, looks at lineups. Try to get some ideas on where things stand as the day goes on as we get close to lock. But 15-game slates, lots of craziness. There's going to be lots of value, lots of fun. So plant your flag. Maybe just cross some games off to make it easier for you. Uh, if we're talking stacks, love Washington versus Jorge Lopez. I'm going to just keep riding Washington as they just keep getting healthier and they keep getting it done. Uh, you could go with a mini Cleveland, like a Ramirez, Naylor, and maybe one other versus Minnesota if you want, or just keep it simple, like Naylor as a GPP one-off, J-Ram, and Cash. I get both of that. Uh, you got Dunny in Tampa Bay and Toronto. Love Tampa Bay in that matchup against Anthony Kay. You could go Houston versus Gibson if you want. Don't hate it, but I'm not running to do that. Cubs versus Seamart is on the list. Arizona, Colorado, Coors for sure. I like the Colorado side a little more than Arizona, but uh, both – both are in play for you. And then Seattle versus San Diego. I want to play Seattle so bad, but I'd rather play San Diego versus Flexen. So about six or seven stacks we like. We've got a handful of pitchers we like. It's going to be a fun 15-game slate. So hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick if you have any questions. The free fantasy DJ in Slack chat. If you got anything there, come join us for the fun. Also, um, check out my written content at rotoballer.com. Friday, I do the premium values articles. So if you want to check those out, join rotoballer.com. You get the, all the DFS content, all the season-long content for all the sports. Use promo code Bubba for the discount there. And check out the Rotoballer YouTube page where you can watch this wonderful podcast for the people watching live right now and others. And last but not least, if you have a rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would really, really appreciate it. But for now, everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. Enjoy friends, family, and all the good stuff that the summertime brings. But uh, I'll be back with you guys on Monday. Good luck tonight as this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, May 21st edition. I'm out.
Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.